Hey everybody, DJ Martin here, church pastor at Parker Ford Church. Welcome to our ongoing midweek teaching series. In 2021, all year during the middle of the week, we've been taking a few minutes, about 10 minutes or so, to talk about different aspects of spiritual formation in our ongoing midweek teaching series called Reflections on Spiritual Formation. Today, I've titled today's teaching, Take Two, and then in parentheses, or three, or four. One of the biggest lessons for me in spiritual formation is how to deal with failure, how to deal with personal failure, and how to deal with the failure of other people, especially when it's an authority or someone I've uh, looked up to. Whether it's dealing with our own failure or the failure of others, um, this is a massively important part of our ongoing spiritual journey and spiritual formation. None of us who have been in the church for any length of time or in the spiritual community, um, I, I've yet to meet the person who hasn't been wounded at some point by uh, a leader, a teacher, a pastor, a coach um, who hasn't had an authority figure let them down in some way. And, and so all of us have to at some point um, deal with uh, the failings of the people around us. And for sure, for sure, for sure, at some point, all of us have to deal with our own uh, personal failings. Um, I'll probably talk about how to, you know, ways of, of dealing with the failings uh, of authority figures when, when they let us down in, in a future teaching. Today, we're gonna focus on what happens when we fail personally and how do we deal with that? How do we not give up? And we're just gonna look at two examples, two well-known examples from the scriptures uh, of two men who were disciples of Jesus, both of them, who both failed uh, pretty miserably, and uh, they're very different responses to their failings, and then try to apply that to our own lives. So um, when you think about uh, the crucifixion story, uh, two, two prominent players in the disciples were Peter and Judas. Peter, who is kind of the leader of the disciples, and Judas, who is the keeper of of the monies, the, the treasurer, and the one who is uh, famous for betraying Jesus. But both Peter and Judas betrayed Jesus. Uh, Peter's betrayal is usually called Peter's denial. Um, but at the end of the day, what he did <laughs> wasn't all of all that different from what Judas did. Um, both of them betrayed, betrayed Jesus. Um, Peter, you know, Jesus tells Peter, you know, you're going to deny me three times. And Peter says to Jesus, I will never deny you. Even if I have to die with you, I will never deny you. And then when Judas leads the, uh, the soldiers and the Pharisees, you know, the, the Sadducees, the, the temple leaders to go arrest Jesus, um, Peter, it's like he's going to prove Jesus wrong. And he pulls out his sword and he slashes off the ear of of one of the people that are there to arrest jesus and so it's like you know peter's like trying to prove that he's not going to let him down um judas you know just blatantly betrays jesus with a kiss so they both they both betray him uh, peter you know only a few hours later in the courtyard as jesus is being uh, sort of illegally interrogated Peter does, in fact, deny that he even knows Jesus three times. He says, I don't even know the man. Um, so both, both, both these disciples um, 
betray Jesus and deny him in, in different but actually similar ways. So then the question is, how did each of them respond to their own failures, uh, to their betrayals? And how did Jesus respond? So Judas, he has a change of heart. And it's one of the real tragic moments in scripture when Judas is, is sort of um, thinking and uh, thinking about what's happened. And he realizes that, that it's gone way too far. And Jesus, whether or not he agrees with Jesus, he obviously has gotten to a point where he's disillusioned with Jesus and is frustrated by Jesus in many ways. Um, which, of course, led to him trying to sell Jesus, um, betray him. But he has a change of heart and realizes what he's done is wrong. And he, he has such a change of heart uh, that he actually went and, uh, and hung himself and, and ends his own life. And so Judas's act uh, culminates, his, his betrayal of Jesus culminates in this deep shame, this deep pain. Um, that he can't live with, like he, he literally can't live with it. And so he ends his own life. Um, that's like, I've, I've often thought just like as a thought experiment, like what would have happened if, if Judas would have repented? <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, he's, he's obviously fulfilling prophecies there and, um, and Jesus foresaw what Judas was going to do. But what, what if Judas after, after it had, had repented and, I sought forgiveness. Who knows how the Lord would have responded uh, to him? It's like one of those questions. Like if Pharaoh wouldn't have hardened his own heart if he would have, uh, if he would have made his heart uh, pliable to God. <laughs> like how would how would the Lord have responded to Pharaoh um, in the Exodus story? So it's one of those those questions that I think is interesting. But but we do know how Jesus responds to Peter, um, because Peter he he's obviously deeply ashamed of of his, his failure, his betrayal, his denial of Jesus, but he doesn't end his own life. Um, where else is he going to go? Like in John 6, when he says to Jesus, you alone have the words of life, where else would we go? Um, it's sort of the same thing. Even though he's hit the bottom, he doesn't quit the journey. This is, you know, this is the low point of Peter's life probably. Um, but he sticks around. He, he kind of gets back up and takes the next step. And then the, the next question is, is how does Jesus respond to him? And that, that is uh, found in John 21, where Jesus, you know, Peter betrayed Jesus three times. And Jesus, uh, famously at the end of the Gospel of John, restores Peter three times. So in John 21, it's the very end of the Gospel. And Jesus is on the shore. Peter and, and some of the other disciples had gone fishing. And Jesus had started a fire and caught some fish and was cooking them over a fire. And, and when, G, when Peter sees him on the shore, he says, it's the Lord. And he jumped in the water and waded in. Uh, you know, he had, he had earlier in his, uh, his life walked on water and sunk. This time he just jumps in and he's, he's running through the, through the water as fast as he came to the shore to get to Jesus. And it picks up in verse 15 of John 21. It says, when they had finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, Peter said, you know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my lambs. In verse 16, again, Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He answered, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said, take care of my sheep. 
The third time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him the third time, do you love me? He said, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my sheep. And so what I want to kind of bring us to as uh, we think about this story and Judas's failure, Peter's failure, and how to respond to personal failure in our ongoing spiritual journeys of formation there's just a, a, a little bit of um, a couple of points I want to highlight. The, the first is that when we fail, uh, come to a point of confession. Uh, to confess certainly means to just honestly speak about our failings, but ultimately um, what confession is, is to see things as God sees them. And so that's why Peter's confession is when he says, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. When Jesus asks, who do you say I am? And in your Bible, it'll typically be titled uh, Peter's Confession. He's not confessing sin there. He's seeing Jesus as God sees Jesus, as God sees his son. And so to confess something um, from a spiritual standpoint means to see it as God sees it. So when we fail, the first thing to do is to see ourselves um, and to see the, the issue, not as we would see it through the eyes of shame or the eyes of, of, of brokenness or sorrow. Um, although it's important to be honest through those emotions, but what the Lord actually desires to do in our lives is to bring us to a point where we can see both what we've done and who we are the same way that he sees it. Um, and then to repent. And repent, you know, means to turn and walk the other way. That's the literal meaning of repentance. And so um, in Peter's uh, case, when he's uh, confessing, he's going through this process of restoration. Um, part of the repentance is, um, feed my sheep. That, that's who you're meant to be. You know, you're not meant to deny me. You're meant to, you know, turn and walk the other way. What's walking the other way? Feeding my sheep, being present to who you are called to be, Peter. Um, and then thirdly, receive forgiveness, grace, and mercy. Peter actually had to receive that. Um, Jesus, you know, in giving the gift of forgiveness and grace and mercy, Peter um, needed to, to receive it. And uh, thanks be to God, he did. And it's the same for us. And so when we walk through a process of failing, and um, we confess it, uh, we repent, and then we receive, we receive God's forgiveness, grace, and mercy. And then finally, uh, we, it, the, the last challenge here is to be who you are meant to be in Christ. Again, feed my sheep. Who are you meant to be? Uh, live into that calling. And so when you think about your own spiritual formation journey, and, and maybe you're dealing with an ongoing uh, besetting sin or, or something that you stumble and trip over time and again, uh, maybe you're dealing with doubts, maybe you're dealing with broken relationships in your life, uh, maybe you're, you're dealing with anger, uh, addiction, whatever it is, how do you respond when you fail repeatedly? And, that, and how does Jesus respond to you? And I want to close with just a simple invitation to be like Peter, not like Judas. <laughs> so, so when we fail, when we deny Jesus, when when we fall on our faces, um, you know what the Lord, the Lord isn't looking for us to end our lives or end our spiritual lives or end our spiritual journey and just give up. Um, I think that He wants to invite us to be like Peter, and that we get up and and take the next step. So. Today, wherever you're at, whatever you're struggling with, whatever you're going through, uh, whatever your point in the journey you're at, I want to I want to give you this invitation to to be like Peter, receive restoration 
and continue the journey. All of us have to learn this lesson at some point because all of us fail. <laughs> and so, you know, for, for those who persist to the end in walking with Jesus, um, at some point and at many points, uh, when you're down on your face, uh, not in worship, but down on your face because you tripped and fell again, um, there's the invitation to stand back up and keep walking. So receive the grace, the mercy, the forgiveness, the, the love that Jesus has for you. Receive restoration. Continue your journey. Be who you're called to be. If it's to feed uh, the sheep, then feed the sheep. If it's um, to serve the poor, then serve the poor. If it's to pray, uh, then pray. What, whatever it is that God is uh, restoring you to and inviting you into today, I want to I just encourage you that in Christ, because of the, the forgiveness of Jesus Christ um, and, and the love of God, that God is inviting you to be restored and take the next step in your spiritual journey today. I hope this has been encouraging uh, to you. Thanks again for joining us. Have a great day. Go with God. Be blessed.